Hello, everybody, and welcome to Max Sports. It's the offseason in the football realm, but that does not mean that it is going to be a slow day. Today, we're going to be talking about the Bengals moving forward with T. Higgins putting him on a franchise tag. What does that mean? I just used a lot of football nerd terms here. I want to break it down for our listeners what this really looks like for the Bengals trying to bounce back from their injury-riddled season last year. Before we get started, though, I kind of want to do a little monologue about something that I found that was kind of interesting. It's not football, it's college basketball, but it is more about an aspect that a lot of people know and love about sports, and that is running onto the field or storming the court after a crazy win, a big upset, a buzzer beater, a walk-off field goal. We know what court storming is. Over the weekend, the uh, Duke Blue Devils went on the road to play Wake Forest in basketball, and there was a big battle where Duke got upset by a Wake Forest team fighting for March Madness life. Um, and as per usual, what you would expect when Duke goes down to a school that was not expecting to beat them, Wake Forest stormed the court. Uh, all the fans and students ran onto the, onto the court. And as they did so, the current Duke star player, most likely going to be a lottery pick in this up-and-coming NBA draft, Kyle Filipowski, was actually injured during the court storming. He grabbed his knee and he needed help off of the court. Now, I've not heard what the outcome of his knee injury is. I don't know if it was just he got bumped and it didn't feel good. I don't know if his entire leg exploded. I don't think that's the case. I think he's okay from what I've heard. However, this has now brought up a debate where we have seen it with Caitlin Clark in uh, women's college basketball. We've now seen it with Kyle Filipowski at Duke. And a lot of people are starting to do the debate this week because, you know, it is a bit of a slow news day. Should we move on from court storming? Should it be banned? And personally for me, I think that there are a couple mindsets to take from it. There are some people saying, yes, you know what? If they're going to do that, they could be injuring the players or injuring others. They need to be stopped. They need to be arrested if we need to do that. I've seen as extreme stances as that. I've also seen some people saying, you know what? It makes money. It's part of the, the culture of college athletics. No, they're not going to change it. Personally, for me, I kind of found a spot in the middle, not just saying I'm a fence rider, but I found a proposal for both. What if we wait until the court storming begins after the visiting team leaves the court? That way, we don't have to worry about anybody getting hurt. Everyone's going to be fine. And uh, then we don't have to worry about any instances between the visiting team and the uh, the home crowd. So just kind of interesting, wondering if that will be uh, a thing moving forward or if this is just more of a slow news day thing. I'd love to know what you guys think about it. Let's move on to football, though, for the day. Max Sports is starting right now. All right, let's get started with the T. Higgins topic. So the Bengals have made their first big decision of the offseason, placing a franchise tag on uh, wide receiver T. Higgins. What this pretty much means for people who don't know what a franchise tag is in the NFL, it pretty much is a tag that is used by a team where if a player is coming up on a contract dispute, maybe they want a big deal, but the team might not be ready to give that to them. They can throw a franchise tag on a player, which pretty much just means 
we'll pay you a percentage of what the top players in your position are getting right now. So for him, it'll be around uh, about $20 million, $21 million next year. And they kick the can down the road one more year to potentially link up whether they're going to be locking him in for a long-term deal or they just want to do one more year with him and move on. So this is an interesting move for Cincinnati because going into the offseason, there were a couple big decisions they were going to have to make. For the most part, they still have their core. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard, T. Higgins. The only problem is since their Super Bowl run, they have lost a couple key pieces here or there. Jesse Bates ring a bell? Yes, he was one of the best safeties in all of football last year for the Atlanta Falcons. So their secondary took a little bit of a hit. And now their offense is starting to get a little bit more expensive as those contracts start to roll over and over and over. Joe Burrow is is going to be guaranteed a huge contract eventually. So is Jamar Chase. He's due for a contract next year. So they are going to be trying to figure out what pieces they need to prolong this window of opportunity as long as possible. And the, some of the pieces that they needed to keep, keep their eyes on were due this year one of them being T. Higgins, and one of them being Joe Mixon, their running back. Now, I think that they made the right decision putting in the franchise tag on Higgins because Higgins is a guy that, at best, could be a number one receiver on almost any other team in football, outside of the ones that maybe have Justin Jefferson, Tyree Kill, and Jamar Chase. He's that good. But the problem with T. Higgins is he had a little bit of case of the dropsies this year, and he also was a very injury prone. So I don't think if, if you're someone that's trying to pay someone based on durability and consistency, he really wasn't that this year. He had a bit of a down year and he missed some games due to injuries. It makes sense for them to kind of do this, kick the can down the road. Let's see what you got one more year from now, because why lock into a guy if you're going to pay him max contract money and he turns into Kenny Galladay with the Giants? That was an ugly situation. They overpaid a receiver, and he completely fell off. When it comes to the Bengals, I think it's also smarter putting the franchise tag on a receiver because I do think wide receivers hold a little bit more value in this league than running backs. I think, honestly, you can find a replacement for Joe Mixon, whether it's in free agency, finding a guy like maybe Austin Eckler, or you know, drafting someone. I mean, there's running backs that come out of nowhere every single offseason through the draft. Tyler Algier was like a fifth-round pick, and he was a solid starter for Atlanta just two years ago. So you, you can find good running backs all throughout the draft. Devon A. Chan for, for the Dolphins. And so I think that this will be an interesting situation. You start to see teams locking in on what their cores are. One thing that I've always thought when it comes to football, after a while, you, you know, you have those young, fun teams that, you know, hit on a bunch of draft picks and they become a, a really powerful team. But as that team progresses, they have to lock in a few big guys to keep the core around. Look at the Chiefs, for example. Obviously, you have Mahomes, you have Kelsey, and you have kind of like that offensive line. People like Creed Humphrey, uh, those tackles that they got in free agency. They have those people locked in. Everybody else is just flip them in, replaceable. Every other receiver on that team, except Travis Kelsey, is replaceable. They're good at times, but that doesn't mean they need to be there. They can find another replacement like that. McCole Hardman did nothing this year, was a random trade back. You know, he used to be with the Chiefs, came back because he was doing nothing on the Jets, and then ended up catching a Super Bowl touchdown. So 
you know, again, for them, outside of their three, four core pieces on the offense, everything is interchangeable. Same thing with their defense. They have Chris Jones up the middle. They have some good safeties in the back. And, and that's it. Everything else is interchangeable. And so when it comes to a team like Cincinnati, they have to figure out what are those four to seven players that they're going to lock into the big money deals. And then they're going to have to do their homework on who they're going to put around them moving forward, because those are going to be the guys that they are going to win with. Look at like the Seahawks or the Legion of Boom. They locked in their core guys. Everybody else was interchangeable. You saw what guys they moved on from after a while, even big names. Earl Thomas, they moved on from him but they kept Bobby Wagner. Cam Chancellor retires young, but they keep Richard Sherman. You know, in order to keep the core as long as possible, sometimes you have to make those unwanted decisions. And one of those thoughts for the for the Bengals, kind of bringing it back to subject here, was that they were going to move on from T. Higgins this offseason, maybe trade him or let him walk. They were able to bring him back on a fairly responsible deal and, and just a franchise tag. And if he is willing to play on that without starting, you know, any drama or anything, I think that this is going to look very good for the Bengals this year. I already said it in a previous video, if you, or not video, uh, episode. If you haven't listened to it, listen to my worst to first episode. It came out last week. Uh, every single season, there's a team that goes from last place to first place in their division in the NFL. And I could easily see Cincinnati come back as long as they remain healthy. So that's definitely something I would want to keep my eyes on if I'm a Bengals fan. Other things that I wanted to talk about when it comes to the NFL. First things first, let's talk about Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson came out recently in an interview saying that he hopes to win at least two more titles uh, before his career is over. That's what he wants to do. He wants to win two, which let's let's focus about one before we get talking about two. And let's focus on a team that you know actually wants you real quick. The big question with Russell Wilson is what team is going to want him next year? Those who forgot, Wilson was the big splash trade just two seasons ago for Denver, where they gave up a haul of picks to try and get their franchise quarterback. The first one since Peyton Manning. They wanted to get Wilson to be their guy who would be able to go out there and win big games, lead them back to the playoffs for the first time since Peyton Manning. So when I see this situation with Wilson, is he going to be in Denver, though? He was the big splash move. However, by the end of this season, he was benched. Yeah, for Jarrett Stidham. It, it is going to be very hard for me to believe that Russell Wilson's time in Denver is going to be continuing much longer, whether he gets traded, whether he gets cut, who knows. But it doesn't feel like this is the place for Russell Wilson anymore. And so the problem is, what situation is he going to go to where he can be the guy enough to win two titles? The two big names that I've heard when it comes to Russell Wilson are the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are apparently very interested in him, or the Atlanta Falcons. To start things off, when it comes to Atlanta, I don't necessarily like this move because Russell Wilson is a mid-30-year-old quarterback who is short, slower than he used to be, not the athlete he once was, and really I think his size is starting to affect his play style. He used to be able to run out of the pocket and throw on the run and do all of these great things, but I feel like he has a hard time throwing down the middle of the field nowadays, which is not really great for a quarterback. You got to be able to make those throws, especially an experienced one like himself. Therefore, I also look uh, at, at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think, let me, let me rephrase it. I don't think that this is necessarily the worst quarterback in the world. 
I don't know if I would want to commit to Russell Wilson, especially if I'm like a team like Atlanta, where I could draft a rookie who could build around this core that's mainly in its young, you know, early 20s. The Falcons are a fairly young team when it comes to their core pieces. Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Bajan Robinson. They have a young offense. Why not build with a quarterback that's on the same age range as them? You might be able to build a 10-year window of success where with Russell Wilson, you might get two at best. And so that's the big concern for me with Russell Wilson. What team is ready now and has enough around it to mask the flaws that he brings? I think he's a competent, experienced veteran quarterback, but I also do think there are flaws where he is not the guy that can remove flaws anymore from a team. It's not like a Mahomes where Mahomes, let's be honest, the Chiefs were not a very good team this year, but Mahomes is able to cover up flaws on the team. I don't think Wilson does that at all. I think it's going to be the exact opposite. So whether it is a team like Denver and he somehow stays there, whether it's a team like Atlanta or maybe the Vegas Raiders or maybe the Steelers, I think Russell Wilson needs to find a veteran team with playoff experience. I wouldn't actually mind uh, Pittsburgh as much as Atlanta because I think that Pittsburgh, I mean, they were a 10-win team this year. I think they could have been a 13-win team this year with competent quarterback play and so maybe russell wilson would be the guy they need out in pittsburgh why don't we wrap up our episode here today there's not too much to talk about and i'm not going to waste your time if i don't feel like there's something that is worth talking about hope you've been enjoying these shorter episodes as the offseason continues there will be more to talk about free agency mock drafts the actual draft recap What's next? What teams could also franchise tag players? But unfortunately, we're just kind of in this dead zone right now. February is one of the worst sports seasons. Unless you your team went to the Super Bowl, they're, they're, you know, baseball has not started yet. Basketball really doesn't matter yet. Hockey really doesn't matter yet. So here we are. It's just kind of this middle phase. But I want to still be able to bring you content to entertain you throughout your day. So Appreciate everyone out here who always listens to this stuff. Uh, look forward to the next episode coming out around Wednesday. I've been doing three days a week throughout the offseason because there's less to talk about. I will see everybody later. Take care, everyone.